0: Transmissions of Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes.
1: Hi, I'm Sage Sandula. I use she, they pronouns, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at, you know what, Did- <laughs> third time's the charm, I guess. Hi, I'm Sage. I use she they pronouns, and you can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Sage Sandula. Well, the episode is off just to such a great start.
0: Oh my god! You should leave all of this in. Okay. Just, I think I'm just gonna post this unedited. <laughs> Hi, my name is Claire. My pronouns are she her, and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Claire. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Today. <laughs> Can't do this episode. Um, We're laughing because we literally can't like talk about this this episode that we've planned it that we've been planning for so long. Um, We can't talk about it. We're mad. Um, Anyways, welcome back to Fulcrum Transmissions podcast, a Star Wars podcast where (laughs) two gay people talk about how much they hate Star Wars. Um, Today we're gonna be giving our thoughts and review of the animated Disney Plus series, Tales of the Jedi. And if you guys know me and Claire at all and have listened to a single word we've ever said, you can probably infer that we didn't like it. Um, (laughs) In all seriousness, we're gonna be, um, yes, ranting, but also like, we're gonna be talking about the issues, the issues that we talk about at least once a month, I feel like Star Wars says something that we're here. Like, guys, it's bad. It's dark out here. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get into it. I think I think how we're gonna do this is talk about all the Dooku episodes first, and then the Ahsoka episodes, because Tales of the Jedi is a show about, um, well, Jedi and the stories behind you know the scenes of like basically right now what the prequel trilogy was. Um, and then the Clone Wars, all these, all these little stories in between. Um, As a Dooku Jedi Lost fan though, um, genuinely enjoyed the two, the first two Dooku episodes. I thought that there were some really good like thoughts in there, things that I was like, damn, I remember why I love like (laughs) this era of Star Wars so much. Like it's so gray, right? There's so many things that you could be like. Like, yeah, the Republic was kind of bad at keeping, you know, keeping its senators and the, like, separate rulers of each planet accountable for the conditions that their people live in. And I thought that was a really good thing to bring back up because, um, especially when it concerns the Jedi, the episode of the Clone Wars that I talk about literally all the time is the one where Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan, like, Go to that planet with all those little farmer guys and the pirates are there and then blah blah blah, whatever happens. Um, and then Obi-Wan is like, well, the Jedi wouldn't have to like do all of this if the like republic stood up for itself and didn't like like if the citizens stood up for themselves and didn't um like rely on the Jedi to keep all the peace on every single planet because there's only 10,000 of us and we can't be everywhere in the galaxy all at once. Um and I thought that was a very interesting. Um, concept that we brought kind of brought back here with Dooku and and young Qui-Gon when they're on this planet and Dooku and Qui-Gon see like the really really awful conditions that the like common people are living in whereas the senator and the senator's son are living very happily and wealthy Um, and Dooku is kind of like this is his villain origin story you know like literally like actually not just a figure of speech he's actually like oh wow I can't I can't let this happen because really what are the Jedi like they're the ones who keep the peace and want everyone to be like cared for and so they're gonna see injustice and they're gonna take that personally and to imagine being a part of like that system of people like the Jedi order and then you tell the Jedi you're like guys this is really bad and the council just does nothing about it um And we know, we know why. Like, we know how corrupt the Jedi got, how blinded they got by politics and blah, blah. Um, We could have a whole fight on whose fault that was. But like, let's be honest here. The force was clouded by the dark side because of one chief Palpatine. Let's not forget that. People who slander Jedi. I'm a Jedi apologist. And I don't care about the other side of that um, conversation. And I never have, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed those first two. We'll get into the third one in a sec. Um, Claire, what are your thoughts on those first two episodes?
0: Yeah, I also really like those two because I think um, it goes back to like what I find interesting about Dooku and like what I liked about Dooku Jedi Lost is like the actual reasons he had for leaving the Jedi Order were not as simple as like he just turned to the dark side because he wanted power. Like he 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 saw some of the like actual issues that existed especially once the jedi started working more closely with the senate and with the republic and that's what they're being called out on like by the people of this planet in the first episode of being like that i think someone literally said that the jedi are just like the senate's lap dogs and dooku's basically like no we're not but like and especially as we get closer to the clone wars and like definitely during the clone wars there's a lot of corruption within both the Republic and then as a result of that within the Jedi. And so I think it's nice to see like on screen kind of an exploration of like, like the whole arc that Dooku goes on and why he eventually ends up leaving the order was not just because he wanted power or he wanted to become a Sith Lord. It was also combined with the fact that like, he saw some of these issues and like, yeah, he did, he's the villain, like that's his whole point but like it the reasons why he left were not as like black and white as i know when i first watched the prequels it kind of comes off as like oh yeah he left because he's evil um but what i love about dooku jedi lost is it actually gives some more layer to that and i think is what actually makes him an interesting villain because i never really cared that much about him as a character until i listened to dooku jedi lost and i was like oh no he's actually interesting to the point that like i was excited that we were going to get these episodes about him during like the period of his life um where he was still a part of the order and so yeah I think that audio drama does a really good job with his character and really made me understand like what his character actually is beyond like being Palpatine's apprentice
1: that's a slay for Kevin Scott actually Kevin Scott you are you're so insane but I love you so much um Thanks for Duco Jedi Lost. However, I do think that these episodes also, one sifo mentioned, my king, miss you so much. You deserved so much better. <laughs> um and but I I know I, I agree with everything you said. I really, I really liked that he, you know, kind of started out as this. We didn't really know a lot about him, prequel era. Um, and his reasons are not as black and white as some villains are. And also. I think that something interesting about him is that it started out very, I want to do good things for good people. And yet, how did he do that? He became the apprentice to a Sith Lord. Um, and you know, decided that the dark side, the the power of the dark side was the only way to achieve this like greater good goal, Thrawn mentioned. Um that I'm so sorry that um, <laughs> that he you know wanted wanted to uh, have for the galaxy. He really really wanted to help and
0: <laughs>
1: really messed that one up, girl. I don't know what you what you were thinking there, but that was not the way. Um, but you know, <laughs> speaking of the Sith Lord, that's the episode that I see a lot of men on the internet being like, "Wow, this episode was so good." Gosh, I'm so, I'm so obsessed. Can we think? (laughs) Can we think for five seconds, please? I'm literally begging at this point. So, we have this character in this show. Her name is Yattle. She's an icon. She's living. Um, She's voiced by Bryce Dallas
0: Howard. Are you kidding? (laughs) Voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard. Anyway.
1: Oh Oh my God. No. And you know, and you know too, because when you listen to that, you're like, yeah. That is divine feminine energy right there. Miss Seattle, Master Jedi Yaddle. Obsessed with you, girly. And, and that's so funny. That's the funny part is because when I'm, I'm, I was so glad that we kind of reintroduced Seattle back into canon because she does have Legends material. Um, I'm not gonna read any of it, but uh, she does have it. But in canon, we have her in the background of um, Attack of the Clones and then, or, or the Phantom Menace, I, you guys, I don't care, I don't care, (laughs) she's in the background of one of those, um, and, and then, um, she's in the High Republic for, like, a minute, shout out Justina Ireland, love you for Out of the Shadows.
0: I thought it was so funny that people were, like, guys, Seattle talks normally, like, this is proof that Yoda's just weird, I'm, like, we knew that already. We did know. The High Republic, because I remember when I read Out of the Shadows, I was, like, she talks like a normal person so what's the fuck is Yoda's deal?
1: Yoda's just weird like Yoda's just weird <laughs>
0: um
1: and you know when I'm watching this when I'm watching this episode the Sith Lord I was like wow where is my Yaddle novel where's my Yaddle comic series where's my Yaddle Tales of the Jedi spinoff? oh oh it can't happen oh it didn't happen because she's dead but actually, but actually, it was a win for me, right? Because I was like, she got crushed. She got crushed by that door, and you know, so sad, so upsetting. Why do we keep killing female characters right after we introduce them on the on the screen? Um, it's really not a good look, Star Wars. Just in case you were wondering. Um, and but I was like, at least she didn't die violently by getting cut in half by a lightsaber, like so many women do. Oh my God. I spoke too soon. Oh my God. Embarrassing for me to think, to think for one second that Star Wars is going to give me even a slight win, not even an actual win, you know? No, no if Dooku and Jen, Elzar Man have one thing in common, it's cutting women in half with their
0: lightsabers. I'm so I'll sorry. Bring Elzar man into this.
1: <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I can't be the only person. And I actually, I know I'm not the only person, um, who was thinking this because I saw people talking about it. Um, women talking about it. Um, obviously, um, Camilla texted me as, um, as soon as she finished and she was like, Oh no. And I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone go follow Camilla um, on TikTok. Her ad is uh, Bariqua Wookie. Um, so true. Um, I love women in the Star Wars fandom who actually advocate for good women representation on screen. That's why I love Claire so much. If you were wondering, <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And that's Okay. <laughs> Um, but if you do that that's super great um and if you if you are are somebody who listens to this podcast who has another podcast or who has a larger platform on um online and you talk about Star wars a lot um oh also if you're a man um you you should really check yourself before you go talk about this show. That's all I'm gonna say you should really especially if you're a lore master, um, and I'm not calling any single person out here because there's not a single person. Like it's literally all of them um out there. And a lot of them are my are my friends, too. And I was kind of disappointed to be quite honest. Um, there's some stuff that happens in this show that we will so get into. But if your first reaction is in when seeing, you know, a a character um, just a disservice to a character, uh, especially a woman, especially a woman of color on the screen and your first reaction is to be like, guys, don't worry. It's all okay. They're still canon. That's not the point, babe. That's not the point. And with that, with that, let's get into our Ahsoka episodes. Give me some of your, let's, let's start with the first one though. The first Ahsoka episode, I loved it.
0: Yeah. I liked the first one a lot. Um, I loved her mom. Ugh because she's a milf yeah but also because she was slaying um and you I
1: know when you, like screamed
0: <laughs> yeah so true
1: yeah I, I love, love
0: that and I, I like that there were fun animals those little like dogs man I was obsessed with them and also the like big cat that Ahsoka becomes friends with mm-hmm. I love them I didn't like the part where that whatever that was died but like I get that they had to hunt for food but also like it made me sad um anyway the episode itself though yeah it was really good um I I particularly like like the sense of community that they had in this little like town that Ahsoka was growing up in like as soon as they realized that her and her mom were in danger like the entire town was like going out to save them and like I really like that And I also like that that's the environment that she at least grew up in for the first few years of her life, because then like when you go to the Jedi Order and there's also a similar sense of community among like the younglings and the Padawans, it feels very natural for her and it feels very like familiar to her. And it's nice that she like had that as a baby and then also has that when she goes into the Jedi Order. Um, And so I really like that aspect of it. And also, just the focus on family, particularly motherhood, because we've talked before about how like Star Wars hates mothers. Literally, like they're either dead or terrible or both. Um, But like, it's a problem. (laughs) Isn't dead and also isn't terrible. So yes,
1: Star Wars, Star Wars, (laughs) the one time. Um, Yeah, I also really enjoyed this episode. Um, Yes, motherhood, so true of them. I also really just liked her mother's character in general because it's very, like, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, There's something about, like, badass women. We talk about this all the time. Like, it's nothing new. But, like, the idea that when men write women who are, like, these, like, badass female characters, quote-unquote, it's so hard for them to actually, like, write a woman and not just, like, a man with tits it's so difficult, and I don't know why. I truly don't know why. Um, but it's it's just like, I don't know. I really like this episode because her mom is just one very nurturing, very caring, compassionate, has the sense of community. That's so key. That is so key. People need to start taking notes. Um, and also, like, will do anything to protect her child. Oh, love, love that. Um, and also is literally badass. So true. Um, when she screamed at that cat, something deep inside of me was very happy. I'm sorry how I worded that, but I don't know how to word it any other way. Like, I just, it's just the truth. Um, but yeah, this was, this episode, the first episode in the Ahsoka arc, the first episode of the whole series is a win. It's a win. At the at second episode of Ahsoka's arc, I personally didn't think it was that bad either I kind of enjoyed it um Ahsoka's new look that outfit thank god they did not put her in a crop top again I would have lost it I would have lost it that outfit though is so good I also I did I didn't think that I was gonna miss Anakin because we know how I feel about that man um but watching it I was like wow I'm kind of nostalgic well, wow, I kind of miss how it was between them.
0: Like, I, I, I was gonna say, I feel like I feel like they're like I also don't care about Anakin. Like, like we all know this, but like the two of them had a really good dynamic, especially in like the later seasons of Clone Wars. Like the scenes between them and like the Siege of Mandalore arc, like those get me because like they were so close. And I think that's I also liked the this episode, the second and the Ahsoka episodes because it was very much like. Like obviously the whole show is kind of like a Clone Wars spin-off. Like that's kind of the whole point. But this episode really got me back in the like season seven Clone Wars, like that kind of vibe. Like, literally, can we talk about at the end when they cut okay. to the, that was fucked okay. up?
1: <laughs> no, not even that. But can we talk about how Jesse was the
0: one to said the, they said first of all, Jesse is one of my favorite clones. Exactly. Um, fact about me. But when they were like, "Oh, Jesse, like stunned you good," I was like, "I'm gonna throw." And then it he goes, goes, "Sorry, Commander,
1: we can't be doing this." It was so I, I, bad. Like they did that on purpose, obviously. But did you watch it? And when he when he said when when he, Rex was like, "Oh, like Jesse stunned you good," did you get a flashback to? to Jesse's
0: helmet on a stick yes
1: because that literally like layered
0: in my mind here's what here's what happened when I watched the clone wars for the first time I kind of knew what happened at the end already because I didn't watch it like right as it was coming out I was like a little late but I didn't know the specifics and so fives was my favorite clone right so season six happened and I was like I really like am feeling terrible let me emotionally attach myself to Jesse because I need something and then the literal like like shot from that scene that's like his helmet I was like why you could have put anyone there anyway but yeah that was it was so much for me but yeah when that that and then them cutting to the like right before and like as someone who's watched Siege of Mandalore like I don't even know how many times you instantly know what scene that is like you know immediately what's happening there and I was like you know what's about to happen it's so wrong they were so wrong for that they Um, really
1: were
0: but yeah I really like that episode um I liked yeah just the tie I liked having the clones there obviously because when do we not and also Ahsoka's relationship with them because that's a big thing is like we all know how close she was with them um but just like and we knew this when they kind of like shared the trailer and like what that episode was going to be the idea that like Anakin trained her with the clones because he knew how good they were at fighting and that's what saved her life during order 66 is really a lot
1: it's so dark the thing is I just yeah no they they are just so I don't know why they would do that to me personally let's talk about the other thing though that made me like scream in that episode um Caleb doom in depth of a lava a little cameo and not only that but we got to saw to see we got to see kanan caleb being literally in the same room as ahsoka tano canonizing the fact that they did in
0: fact meet and also being like her fan exactly it's i when he found out she was fulcrum he was like ahsoka tano is fulcrum no, I literally, like <laughs> this is why I so so badly
1: need a rebels novel because I need it now. Like I need the the Ahsoka Caleb. Anyways, putting that aside, um, Caleb still white. That's so, guys, guys, that's so embarrassing. Like that's literally embarrassing. Um, so people who don't know, which I can't imagine you don't, Kane and Jerris. Caleb Doom is like a brown man. He's not white, so I don't know why he was when he was a kid. I'm the people who were like defending the whitewashing um of Caleb Doom in The Bad Batch are kicking and screaming right now because they literally can't. Oh, it's the snow. It's the lighting. We're in a dark room. Anyway,
0: like no, I when I watched The Bad Batch and I saw Kanan, I was like, that's Obi Wan. Like that's young Obi Wan. <laughs> Like, it's so bad, too, because I'm, like, he literally is an already animated character from a different show that you guys made where he was not white. Take a fucking color picker and, like, (laughs) literally, he's already animated. Just hate the skin tone. It's not that (sighs) difficult, guys.
1: It's so, it's so bad. And it's just you know, it's a larger conversation that we're all obviously going to have um when the Bad Bad Season 2 comes out because I don't think we're gonna be covering that show. Um in general. We might have an episode on why we're not covering it though, that's for sure. Cause I have things to talk about. Um it's just there's so many times where I'm like, why do I literally watch Star Wars? Like there's no reason for this. Um, this show definitely made me think that. This show definitely made me think that. Um Why the the way that my first thought when seeing Caleb doom was like, oh my God, he's just like Reed Silas. That's embarrassing. That's that's despicable, actually. um. Anyways, who do I have to go punch in the face? That's what I want to know. Who do I have to go
0: quite literally knock some sense into? It's literally so bad because the Bad Batch has like season two got pushed back. And I'm like multiple times about it. Like, yeah. at that point, you, you're making a choice to do nothing, and it's really fucking embarrassing.
1: It really is. Um, Yeah. It's actually just racist. God, those what?
0: fucking... I don't know if you saw the new, like, keychain toys or whatever they are, like, the mini ones. I don't know what you're talking about. First of all, they're, like, white as paper. Oh, okay. That for record. And I was like, okay, we're literally just being racist right now. We're just... Like, how... I- what? It, what is your fucking thought process here? Like, why are they all whiter than me except for the big, dumb one? What's that? Yeah. let's
1: let's talk about that. like as a fandom. like as like as a fandom who is now even more connected to actual Star Wars, I feel like right now, is is such a pivotal moment for star wars in general because of the connection because of the outreach to the fandom we've seen it time and time again over the past year two years um with the this new marketing team that lucasfilm has they're getting more involved Our literally our friends our people who are star wars tiktok micro influencer friends are getting invited to premieres we're they're getting featured in starwars.com interviews. So so where's the it's just it's just frustrating to be like to create this content all the time and speaking out and being like hey this is an issue. We have so we talk about so many issues in star wars on this podcast and for it to just like it just feels like a slap in the face. It's like oh I put we the amount of time that you and I have put into like this podcast and talking about it. We have an entire series dedicated to highlighting women in Star Wars because there's, and, and we're out of them. If anyone didn't know why we haven't done a girl boss in the week for a while, it's cause there's no more that have enough content to talk about. Um, that's embarrassing. Think about that for a minute. Um, but yeah, like we we, I think we probably have like hour 15 minute episodes that come out every week but we're recording for uh, way more than that the amount of work that it takes to do this and then for it to just like for Star Wars to just not give a shit and just to not m- make things better when it's so easy when it's so easy
0: um and it's always like one step forward two steps back right like something That's will come it. out and I'm like this is really good and then the next thing that comes out like, I watched the new episode of Andor right before I watched Tales of the Jedi, and I was like, this is so good. Yeah. Star Wars is great. And then I watched Tales of the Jedi, and I was like, never, never mind. Been. And yeah. okay, also, I'm going to say it, the common thread recently, because like, I really liked Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm really liking Andor. It's because they're bringing in creators who know uh-huh. how to do these things, and they're not made by Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And you're exactly right for that um there's a reason
1: why there are certain projects that i'm not excited for ahsoka show ahsoka ah. series. i i could not care less about that show which is so frustrating too because it's like oh my gosh name once what name one of these series where we have a woman who's the main character oh wait no i won't because there's none. um and don't say the clone wars guys because that show's not about Ahsoka, as much as people would like to think it is.
0: It's about Anakin. Spoiler alert: it's about um, Anakin, and it's about the clones.
1: Yeah, Ahsoka and like sometimes Padme are in the episodes. Anyways, um, but we have one coming up. It's called the Ahsoka series. Who's writing that show, Claire? Um, I think it's Dave Filoni. Oh, oh, you're right, actually. Um. Dave Filoni, isn't that that, is that white man? <laughs>
0: <Is> it, yeah.
1: Who's <laughs> writing a very heavily POC coded woman? So, what's with that? I'd like to know. I would love to know that. Um, I'm not excited for it because I know it's not, even if it's like a good show, it's going to be like pulling teeth
0: to watch that. Yeah. So, um, also, okay, here's the thing dave poloni did some really good stuff with ahsoka in the calm wars and Rebel, or like she that those are the things that introduced her you know but i was already like maybe he should like step back and then mm-hmm. tells the jedi came out and i was like yeah he needs to be done writing ahsoka tano it's time for someone else to have a turn like i literally the amount of people that are like but she's his character so like blah blah i don't care i do I not care i not care less because because <sighs>
1: Because what is the best characterization of Ahsoka we've ever gotten? Yeah. I give a hint. It's the Ahsoka novel. It's the, like, one thing
0: that wasn't Dave Filoni.
1: Yeah. Funny how it's, that works. That whole rant I went on earlier, that wasn't to say, like, oh, woe is us. Like, we're not saying, like, that we're being personally victimized by this. Obviously, we're not. We're not the ones who are. But um, it is It is very telling when you're in a community of people who create content endlessly every single day, who just are trying to be like, this is a bad thing. These are bad things that are happening in, in the in the content itself. We're not even just talking about the fandom, in the content itself. And it's just getting ignored. So um, if you're listening to this, you should go follow every single moment on Star Wars TikTok, every single queer person, every single non-binary person, every single person of color, all of them. Because believe it or not, white people, white men, especially, are not the only um, people who have opinions and who create content. Um, So yeah, moving on though with the show that we're actually talking about, let's get into episode three.
0: Okay.
1: I'm gonna do the
0: say something positive before I rip it to fucking (laughs) shreds. Okay. Padme's funeral. I liked that. I liked that Ahsoka got to be at Padme's funeral because that's really important because as she says in the episode, they were very close. Exactly. I liked that Bill Organa was in it. I know you were not even mad. I'm not even mad that they like talked at Padme's funeral, even though that like does contradict the Ahsoka novel, but there's also stuff in Siege of Mandalore that does, like, I get it. Yeah. I understand At men in my comments who are like, like, there's going to be slight canon, that, that, that. I get it, okay? That, like, that was fine. I liked that we got to see them interact on screen. Yeah, I liked that Ahsoka got to attend the funeral, because, like I said, they were really close, and, like, it feels like their relationship often goes unacknowledged in Star Wars canon. So I like that we got to sort of solidify like, no, they were very close. And also like Bale being there because him and Padme were very close. And this was a relationship like was there. there yes. Um, um and again, like they were like the three of them were like really, really close. The three of them started the rebellion together. Take fucking exactly. notes on that, guys. Um, but yeah, I liked all of that. Um <laughs> that's my That's positive. about it for me too. That's about it for me too. Um Like, if the episode had ended there, slay. Sure. Yeah. Loved it. 10 out of 10. But it didn't end there. So then they go, then it cuts to Ahsoka on this planet that's like entirely farmland. I need people to wake up and stop being like, that's a completely different planet. Like, just shut up. You're missing the the point. It is the same planet, guys. Like, okay. The only, (sighs) this week has been the one time. Where I've been pulling the like I know more about the Ahsoka novel than you card because I swear to God people are like talking about it and like getting like minor plot points wrong and I'm like normally I would just not care but like right now I'm like actually I'm actually in people because I know everything that happens in that book and I know all the characters and I know all the locations like I I think I would know guys I think I would know um it's the same fucking planet but like it's not good. You know, I just, the things that made that book good weren't that she, like, went undercover and fought an Inquisitor. It was the other characters and also, like, Ahsoka's internal monologue and, like, her experiences after Order 66. Those were the things that made it good. The thing is, is
1: this episode missed the mark on so many levels. And we'll get into the, like, actual problematic shit about it, but- the reason why the Ahsoka novel was important to Ahsoka's character development is because she had been a Jedi her entire life, had been surrounded by people who she could help who she could go to for help her entire life. And then that was taken away from her when the Jedi accused her of bombing the temple. And then she had nobody. And then in the Ahsoka novel, she still had nobody and she had no order to fall back on and she was being hunted down for who she used to be. And the point is, is in that whole novel, her entire character arc is finding a sense of purpose and community. Tell me where in this episode did she find community? It's not there. Tell me in this episode what her purpose ended up being. Because when the end, it's like, will you join the fight again? In the book, she still says no. She does not want to fight. And that is literally her entire, that is everything that she's been through has led up to that moment in the the book. Everything from the first moment we see her in the Clone Wars movie is she's been a fighter her entire life. And now she has finally found a way to help people that doesn't involve violence. And that is an insanely important story to tell. And they did
0: not care about that. The, the entire, entire reason she becomes fulcrum hmm. is so she doesn't have to fight anymore. Exactly. And so
1: tell me why it was important for them to have her get back into the fight. It doesn't make sense. It's not even that it doesn't make sense. It's actually in, it's actually a disservice to her entire character. And so it's not even about the continuity errors who cares to be completely honest about those things it's like it's like when the bad batch came out the first bad batch episode came out and everyone was like oh this decanonizes the Canon comics and all oh, continuity errors are blah 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 and everyone was mad that they were like taking what they wanted from canon and like at, and erasing it and rewriting it whatever but the actual issue with that was, was not that they were like, yes, it sucks when things are, when things are taken out of canon. That, that sucks. Um, especially when it's a book or a comic, because that's just an underrated medium in Star Wars in general. But the issue with the Bad Batch thing was that they made canon white and we just forgot about that. Like everyone was just like, oh no, it's the, 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 blah, 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 the canon guys, the real issue. Let's, let's talk about that. The point is, is in this show, in Tales of the Jedi, in this last episode, that the parts that made Ahsoka who she was, the parts that made the book purposeful and resonant with many, many people, those were the parts that were taken out. Who cares about her and her fight with the Inquisitor? We already knew she was a badass. We didn't need to prove it anymore. And then there's the Caden Lardy thing. You want to go ahead and talk about that?
0: Yeah. So for those who are not aware, um, although if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like you are, because when have I not talked about her? Because maybe it's better I than literally, As I was pressing play on the first episode of Tales of the Jedi, I looked at my phone and I got a text from Ollie that was like, hi, bestie, hope you are well. And I was like, oh, and like, okay, that, there had already been other people being like, hope you're okay. Like, I knew it was going to be bad. But like, right as I was pressing play and I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay. So basically, Caden is the secondary protagonist of the novel, and she is a Black person and she is canonically queer. And her, the other major character in that novel is her sister, Miara Lardi, who is also Black. So imagine-
1: In me a woman, in a moment, time.
0: like, let's highlight the- let's highlight the word sister here. Yeah. That is the other fucking thing. I'm like, okay, they change, they change. Okay, so they change in this episode. And again, people being like, those are completely different characters. They're on a farming planet. There's two siblings. They are playing, like, you're fucking kidding yourself if you're acting like those are not supposed to be replacements of those characters. Like, I don't even care. It's so obvious. But yeah, so they replace Kaden with an unnamed white girl and her brother- Another one, <laughs> my boy, my boy. Nine <laughs> boy. Who turns Ahsoka in. Isn't that yes. so interesting? Isn't yes. that so interesting? It Isn't that? Any just I don't even have the fucking words. First of all, you literally erased a queer black person and just put some white person there. Mm-hmm. You changed it from two sisters who, by the way, have an incredibly well-written relationship. They're mm-hmm. super close. And they're like really bonded because both their parents died in a farming accident. And so they're really close. And they have like, and sisterhood is another thing in Star Wars. And I'm like, we don't do that enough. We have a lot of brothers and sisters in Star Wars, though, but not all yeah. sisters. Mm-hmm. And they both have incredibly meaningful stories on their own. Unlike unnamed white person one and two who did absolutely <laughs> nothing. Do you guys think I'm joking when I say like Caden and Miara Lardy? Are like two of my favorite Star Wars characters because I'm not joking. They actually are because they have real stories. I'm not gonna be like, oh, village sister from Tales of the Jedi, episode six, man, she's my everything. <laughs> no, I don't care about her. She didn't do anything. And her stupid brother literally turned Ahsoka in. And for what? For what? And like, okay, I get the narrative of like, of like someone turning a Jedi in because having a jedi around inherently puts you in danger but the difference is in the book ahsoka leaves because she knows that she's putting people in danger exactly And the people of raida when she comes back welcome her back because she's done good things for them and she's like saved several of them and she like literally comes back to fight for their planet against the empire in what world is it a better story to have some random guy like call the Empire and be like, there's a Jedi here. And then this Inquisitor shows up and they fight. But all again, like it's not even about the fight. But if we're really going to talk about it in the book, she first of all, doesn't just grab his lightsaber out of his hand and cut him down. She like uses her connection to the force that she has been like pulling back from, but spends the entire novel trying to like reconnect to the force. And, like who she is because the force is a huge part of who she is obviously and uses the force to win and then purifies the red crystals to create her white ones which was what i thought this episode like the point of this episode was going to be was going to be that process and then like her becoming fulcrum no it was just so that she could kill an inquisitor with yeah. like absolutely no relevance to anything whatsoever and like the people that are like this is probably just a different planet and a different inquisitor and i'm like no it's not no it's it's not because she's never run into an inquisitor before the book it's literally embarrassing i'm like stop jumping through hoops to try to make it seem completely separate when we all know it's not because that is people's only defense on the argument of like they literally took out a black queer woman and put in a white girl and her brother
1: Oh, but, 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 but canon, canon, canon. More than one canon can exist at the same time. Shut up. We like nobody cares. Okay. You're missing the point. It's going over your head. And for the people who are sitting here defending this show, defending this episode, profiting off of this episode, getting views from this episode, you're wrong. You're in the wrong. So that's just I we don't say that ever. We're this podcast, we're usually like. Oh no, like people can have their opinions most of the time. No, not this one. Sorry. And it's really, really frustrating that a lot of these people that I'm seeing are doing this are our mutuals, are our friends, who people who have listened to this podcast. Yeah, that's embarrassing for you, actually. Sorry. Sorry if we drop in listeners all of a sudden, but that's embarrassing.
0: I also, okay, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. Because- yeah. I literally could write like an essay on everything that I hated about this episode. But like, obviously, there's a like a key issue that is like, doesn't matter what my opinion is on the book or like whether I liked the book better than this episode, whatever, like none of that really matters. What matters is that we're erasing representation like at the end of the day. And it doesn't matter the people being like, but that representation still exists on the, in the book. But what do you think the proportion is of people who watch this show to the people who read the book? The point, we literally say it every week that like, yes, it's great that we're getting better representation in books and comics, but we need that representation to be on screen too, because that is what the wider audience is watching and consuming and talking about. Like, that is why it matters that there is representation on screen as well as in books and comics because not everyone's going to read the books and not everyone's going to read the comics, especially when now people can be like, oh, I can just watch episode six of Tales of the Jedi and like get the gist of the Ahsoka novel. No, you can't. I'm here to tell you right now, you can't. It's not. It, no. Another thing in the novel, there's this character named Zelda. Fucking legend. Love that man. And him and Ahsoka get really close because he kind of looks out for her. But one thing that I love about it especially is that he's also a Tagruda, and they stick up for each other despite Uh the fact that they just met. And I'm like, this is actually meaningful content. Like Mm -hmm. I actually felt something.
1: Sense of community. I didn't
0: feel anything watching that episode other than like rage. Visceral disgust. (laughs) (laughs) Like not, not a single emotion entered my body the entire time except for like literal like rage and yeah. and yeah again it's like we literally just talked about how in the first episode ahsoka as a baby had a great like community around her wouldn't it exactly. have been so great if you could have recreated that feeling in the last episode and like tied it all together that would would've have been, been good that would have been great why didn't we do that i don't to the know people
1: to the people who are gonna say well they couldn't have fit in everything in the ten.
0: then maybe you shouldn't have made the episode <gasps> maybe you should have come up with an original story like like there is if, literally 19 years and like okay if we're going like start of rebels there's 14 years there yeah. where ahsoka is just kind of there we have no why idea did you have thing. to make this exact same story twice when it was already done better it's just like it doesn't make any sense and i'm like if you're gonna do like a short animated retelling of a novel slay that's cool but like do it right re- reread the book. Think about what makes it good because what made it good was not that she killed an Inquisitor. That wasn't what, that isn't the reason why I'm like, this is my favorite Star Wars novel because Ahsoka killed that Inquisitor and then joined the Rebellion. It's not that actually. If you are under the impression that that's what people like about this book, it's actually not. It's the community, her character arc. Where was that? I don't know. And just like, the, the 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 meaning of the episode, especially within this era when the empire is starting to really like take control in the galaxy and like this is a planet on the outer rim, it's a little farming moon that no one knows about, but the empire establishes a presence there because they have something that can benefit them. And Ahsoka basically realizes that she can't hide forever and she would rather do something. Not that she would rather start fighting again, but that she would rather help the rebellion. By being a fulcrum agent, not by fighting inquisitors. And that's why it's so fucking stupid to me. The people that are like, oh, maybe this is like happens after that novel and this is a different planet she's undercover on. I'm like, first of all, that's stupid. But second of all, that doesn't make any sense because she becomes fulcrum so that she doesn't have to do stuff like this, so that she doesn't have to keep fighting. She's like you said, she's been fighting her entire life. She wants to help in a different way. Like, what so, are you not getting about this? The
1: thing is, is I think that I, I can't, I could not tell you, I could not tell you a single character in Star Wars, maybe Leia, maybe Leia, kind of sometimes, who is a character who's helping the rebellion and who is who is directly re- involved in the fight against the Empire and doesn't want to use violence especially on screen like we have books about these people who are behind the scenes who are helping out from a certain point of view like all of these you know we have Mon Mothma now I guess in Andor that's super great Bail Organa super great but this is a character Ahsoka is a character who we've seen who we know has been trained in fighting her entire life and decided to go against that decided for herself in this novel to go against that to say i cannot be fighting i cannot be killing anymore and that is such an important message is such an important contradiction to the rest of what we see love jin erso love her so much she's a violent woman and i love that for her i really do but sometimes i just wish that we could see people who are trying to help in star wars women who are trying to help in star wars who are trying to help the cause the rebellion who are not powerful political figures who are just using what they can do. And I think Fulcrum is the best example of that, that we've had.
0: It just is. Also, another side to that being that like, she literally tells Bail Organa, like, I can't be like Ahsoka Tano, the Jedi. Like, I can't do that. and he, And he literally is like, we don't need you to do that. We don't need you to fight.
1: Exactly, he never asks that of her because he knows how much that would hurt her using the force being a Jedi quote unquote using her Jedi abilities. That is painful for her to do because her all of do we forget that literally all of her people are dead because of
0: that? And beyond that, she also had to literally walk away from the order, yeah, before any of that even happened, and yeah. so she was un, like. In many ways, an outsider when Order Sixty Six happens, and she literally says she survived because she walked away. And
1: the, yeah, I I can't even do it anymore. Um, the the basics are Dave Filoni. If you don't stop r- writing Ahsoka Tano, we're gonna have serious issues. And maybe let's involve um women. Let's involve people of color. Let's involve queer people. Um. In the writing of these shows of these characters, because I'll tell you right now, Obi-Wan, that was a great show. Who was the director? Deborah Joe. How many people right now are in the writer's room for Andor writing that? How many? Please. I suggest everyone should go look on IMDB. Um, I just think that yeah, it's something we come on here and say every every couple of weeks. And I'm Whatever. like,
0: if you're gonna be a person like Dave Falone or John Favreau, who has a lot of creative authority over these projects, maybe like hire people who know more than you to help you write them. Oh my God. What if you literally
1: hired someone to write this episode who read the Ahsoka
0: novel? I literally dead ass, someone was arguing with me on Twitter. I've been arguing with a lot of people on Twitter. I know I shouldn't. We know. know. (laughs) I just kind of have to, you know, but no, someone was like, Going off about how it's not that big a deal, whatever. And I was arguing back to them, and I was right. And then they were like, "Honestly, do you think Dave even read or remembers like Kaden Larson?" Oh wait, 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 wait. Pause. So your argument is he doesn't even care. He didn't even either read or remember the source material to know that there was a queer woman of color in it. Just I was literally like, let's think about this let's think about this maybe he should have reread the novel before he made an episode that like told the same story it's just it's not even that
1: too it's just like there's like a whole story group there's a whole story group i will say that the two people at the head of the story group right now are men so that's disappointing i feel like i i personally know women who work in Lucasfilm. love that for them love that there are women who are working in Lucasfilm. What if we actually started listening to them though? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be so funny? But anyways. It's
0: uh, for him to be like, I took the outline that I gave to publishing for the novel and like used that to make an episode. And I'm like, but when you gave that outline to publishing, they created a meaningful story. And like the, again, like the best Ahsoka content that we've ever gotten that actually had meaning and meant something to a lot of people. And you made what, exactly?
1: Yeah, I'd like to know what you think you did with that. Episode six of Tales of the Jedi was not the sleigh that you thought it was, Dave. It's oh, bad. It's
0: literally horrendous.
1: Mm. Anyways, I think we've hit all the boxes. Um, we didn't like the show. Stop killing women as soon as they get their on-screen debut. Okay, I know people are gonna come and say, eh, Yaddle hat was on screen before in the Phantom Menace. Tell me where, one thing about where, where her. Tell me one thing she said. <laughs> Tell me one thing it's, she did. It's, yeah. No, this was her on-screen debut. Like, let's not pretend it wasn't. Um, and then she died. Um, she actually didn't just die, but was like murdered by a man for his
0: development. That's called fridging over here. That's what we call fridging. Um, Especially because it happened at the end of an individual short that has no continuation. Yep. But we know what happens with him afterwards. Right. Well, tell you what that
1: with her. And it's so frustrating too. Not only that, because, because she is literally the oldest woman Jedi Master that we know of right now. She has almost as much experience with the Jedi that Yoda does. You're going to tell me you put her in two sh- shorts of Tales of the Jedi and then murdered her at the end? for a man's character development. Wow. I love representation.
0: Yeah, it all could have done Empire Strikes Back, but Yoda could not have done Out of the Shadows.
1: Nope. And you're so right for that. And you're so right for that. I hope she gets a solo comic
0: in the High Republic. Oh my god, so do I. Let yeah. her play there. We already know that Star Wars authors are like picking up the rancid pieces of representation in the oh, chosen movies and doing the best they can shout out to the high republic authors Love <sighs> you guys so much shout out to the high republic authors for like making me care about characters that were like literally nothing before love you guys thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum transmissions please feel free to send us questions you can dm them to us on twitter instagram or tiktok If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode.